Are you listening? Damn. All right, everyone. Welcome to Red Card, I think. We still doing that? Name TBD. Yeah. We're having some struggles. Mostly, we're just lazy. But we're going to call it Red Card for now. So, welcome to Red Card. We have been missing for like a month, so I'm sorry your lives have been so empty. Yeah, I know. I know all of our devote listeners out there were devout, devoted, devoted listeners that were out there just crying every night because they were missing our podcast. But here we go. There were uh, a couple of people that did tell me that they were like they were asking when our next podcast was, and I was like, oh, hmm, someone for, listens. For the sake of honesty, nobody asked me. Yep, not a single one. So, anyways, I'm Spencer. I'm Tyson, and this is Red Carter, whatever we're gonna name it. Yep. And we're going to dive right in with some Champions League speak. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest story or headline or just trend in Champions League is Bayern beats up little teams and Atletico Madrid. Um, Bayern just bullies people. Bayern's clearly the best team. They've played three games in Champions League, I believe. Yep. Uh, 4 nothing win, 2-1 win, and 6-2 win. Yeah, and that 4-0 was on Atletico, who was previously renowned for their defense. So, basically, they went through last year's Champions League run with no losses. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do the same here. Pretty much. I'm, yep, I'm kind of glad Tottenham's not in Champions League this year. Yeah, I mean, Lewandowski still looks amazing. I mean, their build-up play is fantastic. The high press has continued. Everything that made them good last year is here. And it's probably also better because now they have a full Champions League run uh, under the belt and... uh, Alfonso Davies, that's great experience for him and the, uh, the other young players on the team. And so, I mean, I can't see why they shouldn't be the the number one favorite. Yeah, and we were going to do this podcast a couple weeks ago, and Shakhtar Donetsk from the Ukraine was, like, on a roll. They were killing it. Um, they beat Real Madrid 3-2, which was weird. Um, it doesn't look weird in light of recent events, but it looked weird at the time. And then they drew with Inter Milan, which, okay, solid. And I was like, dang, Shakhtar. And then they played Borussia Mönchengladbach and lost 6 nothing. I have now take back everything I said on Shakhtar being good. That's why we didn't record a podcast, because we had some uh, Shakhtar hot takes, and, well, clearly we needed to abandon those. And um, uh, yeah, Real Madrid is with four points right now. They're in third out of four in their group, which, yep. don't panic yet. They're only halfway through the group stage. I'm panicked. fine. They'll be fine. Uh, Man City has been fighting tooth and nail to dominate their group. Um, Not as quite easy fashion as Bayern has, but I mean a 3-1 win over Porto, 3-0 versus Marseille, and 3-0 against Olympiacos. That's 9-1 for those of you who can do math quickly. Yeah, or understand what I'm saying. Um, Man City equals good. Yeah. Really good. Dangerous attack. One of the favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. I put them right behind Bayern. And they're up there with Liverpool for sure as well. Yeah. Liverpool, speaking of the devil, um, they're first in their group. Uh, and they, they're they're Liverpool. I mean, they, they're they not trying too hard. They're playing well. It's yeah, They've got their young players that are playing well. I wouldn't care if I was Liverpool in the group stage either because you just know they're going to probably win the group regardless of what happens. Yep, Jurgen Klopp is probably going to say, oh, well, we we take every match seriously and then put out some 14-year-old who scores eight goals. Ah, every year in the Carabao Cup. Yep. Uh, uh, Man United is uh, first in Group H. I don't understand it. 
They're Very all weird. over the map, just everywhere, in Premier League especially, because they're 14th right now. Um, yeah. They're first in their group because they beat PSG. Okay, whatever. you like, yeah. oh, okay, that's fine. And then they lose to Turkish side Basak Shahir. A great team, I guess. So, sure, they're first in their group, and they'll probably reach the knockout round, but uh, I'm not convinced. No, I, I mean, they've got unreliable goalie play as their biggest weakness. No real attack. I mean, yeah, they have an attack that can be dangerous, but it just doesn't seem consistent. Nothing seems consistent, like you were saying. It's all over the map. Yeah. Um, what does seem consistent messy. is German teams trying to win, yeah. and Borussia Mönchengladbach is at the top of Group B. That uh, 6-0 win put them on top of the group, and then you also have Bayern on top of their group and Borussia Dortmund on top of their group. Scary. So, Bundesliga, doing well in Champions League thus far. Yeah. And then Chelsea is at the top of Group E. Yep, another They've English seven team. points. Way to represent. Um, yeah, screw they're English They're right teams. up there with Sevilla. They're tied on points, but they have a big advantage in goal differential. I think they're plus seven goal differential and Sevilla's plus two. Yeah, Chelsea has been playing pretty well. I mean, they keep getting injured. They're kind of all over the place, too. Yeah. Mostly but, when it comes to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, but in Champions League, they've built, they've looked consistent. I mean, they shouldn't leave that group. It's an easy group. You would think. You would think. Yeah. I guess we'll see. All right, so jumping out of Champions League, we're going to give you a Serie A update because that gets more and more interesting over in Italy. Yep. Uh, AC Milan is topping their group 17 points. Or topping their group, sorry, topping the topping the table. Zlatan has seven goals in four games, including a, a goal today that he scored to to save their lives. Ninety plus three. What were they? Who were they playing? I don't remember. Don't care either. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it was uh, one second. You know what? I honestly don't know. I don't watch Serie A. I just sure I subscribe to ESPN Plus, but is that why? No, that is absolutely uh, not why. They drew today against Verona. Oh. In the 90 and 3rd. But also, should be stated, Zlatan did miss a penalty. But he also saved them points, so take that how you will. He's their best player. Is he 39 yet? I'm pretty sure he just turned 20. Um, He's definitely the best at his age. Mm -hmm. Maybe that we've ever seen. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm not... Like, I like soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Zlatan is 39. But, like... Historically, I, I'm still working on that. Like, I need to learn more history-wise. But Well, it's just such a deep history. Soccer is a problem because, oh, well, do you focus on international play? Do you focus on um, do you focus on European play No, you focus on you MLS. Focus on, you focus on the, the breadth of the history available by MLS. 25 the, years. The penalty system that was originally inputted. Oh, man, that was wild. Beautiful. The playoff system that terrible. is the only thing that keeps MLS relevant in terrible. United States sports. Just terrible. Bad. Anyway, how do we get off on that? I don't know. We'll just Anyways. say because Zlatan played in MLS. Zlatan's the GOAT. Um, so, Sassuolo is second in, in Serie A with 15 mm, points. And Napoli is third at 14. Roma's fourth at 14. And there you find eight-time, eight nine-time defending champion Juve. Is bad. They have 13 points. I'm not freaking out yet. Um, Ronaldo was out for a bit with COVID. so. But the team looked horrible. He's their best player, though, so, I mean, yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like seeing Weston McKinney play. Yeah, the American, good old Americans. So, but yeah, Juve is definitely underperforming. Anytime Roma is ahead of you on the Lali or on the Serie A table, 
You've really got to reevaluate what you're doing there. Uh, or mean, accuse Roma uh, of fraud. Roma's fine. I mean, I think they're on top of their group in Europa League. Yep, on top of Group A. Wow, what an impressive accomplishment. I mean, I mean, what do you want? What do you want them to do? Win, I don't take Europa League seriously. You can't take the league seriously? Europa League, I don't really take that seriously. I mean, I understand oh. that it's the second best competition in the world. I thought you were saying but... you can't take Serie A seriously. Oh, I can't take Serie A seriously either because of the <laughs> tight race we had last year. So who knows where, where all these teams are going to end up. I mean, this is the beginning of the season. One of the things that was interesting is AC Milan was just cruising along. Just cruising. And then uh, their last two games have been not good. Um, they played Champions League, and I don't know how you even say this. Is it Lil? Lille. Lille. Yeah. Lille. I don't know. It's French. I don't know. Bad. Anyways, they lost 3-0 to zero in Europa League, and then they drew with Verona. Yeah. So, are they real? Are they not? I don't really know. No, I think they're real. I think Zlatan has been a, an amazing, amazing player. I mean, if he kept up at this pace, we'd have to consider him for the Ballon d'Or. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, he's been scoring a ton. Uh, A ton. So, real quick, we're going to take a segment break. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Bundesliga, which pretty much means Bayern Munich. Yeah, so back to you in a second. All right, we're back. Back in Bundesliga. Back and better than ever. All right, so uh, I hope league. that's not copyrighted by anybody. Nope, nobody's copyrighted that ever. Never mind. Nobody call anybody to report it. We did not copyright that. Uh, anyways, Bayern's on top of the table. The end. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But Bundesliga has been, I mean, for me, the biggest thing coming out of Bundesliga is that the games have been entertaining. Uh, we Bayer, haven't watched a lot, but. Bayer Leverkusen played today. Today, right? Yeah, today. And it was against Borussia Mönchengladbach, and that game ended 4-3. With and... a late game goal by uh, Mönchengladbach that was absolutely incredible, it looked like a header because the ball moved next to somebody's head, but it's because a scorpion kicked it yeah, while it was, standing on one foot. That was pretty good. That goal was fantastic. Um, Still, made, it was incredible. And then Bayern and Dortmund played to a three-two game. Bayern won. Uh, I mean, they always do. I feel like so, but I mean, we've had some good results, some close games in the Bundesliga. Yeah, it's been very nice. It's uh, still Bayern's to lose, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, Bayern Bayern has nothing to fear from the rest of Bundesliga competition. Uh, uh, it feels a little bit like Liverpool, where if they wanted to win every game, it feels like they could. I don't know if that's actually the case or not, but that's what it feels like. Looking at their performances, looking about which players are performing, I mean, barring any injuries or any sort of COVID problems, I think Bayern should be... Oh, they'll win the league regardless. They should be the winners, yeah. Uh, COVID could affect their whole team, they'd still win the league. They they would play their youth team, and it would at least be third. Their youth team last year won the third division in Germany, but they're not allowed to be promoted. Because they're a youth team. Yep. Otherwise, we might see, otherwise we might see Bayern on top of the table twice. Yeah, on top of the table in the second division and the first division. Or first and second in the first division. Weird. Whatever. Uh, right now, top four in Bundesliga for Champions League reasons. Top four go to Champions League. Bayern one, RB Leipzig two, Dortmund three, Leverkusen four. 
solid. Strong Leverkusen. I, I mean, like, we yeah. could predict this. It looked, I mean, all the big names are there for Bundesliga, but what has not been expected was the competitive parity between second, third, and fourth, and how good the teams have just looked. I mean, it's been exciting play. Yeah, but it is early, and that's Very early. that's the same with all of the leagues, unless it's MLS because it's like over now. But all the big is European MLS leagues, a league though? Yeah, uh, does it count? Yes. We sure? Yep. We sure you want to count this season? Oof! You don't want to put an asterisk, Mister RSL fan, Mister Eleventh in the West. I don't want to talk about it. It's bad. It had a rough off-field year and on-field. Let's 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 yeah. step away from the subject. Let's let's take a moment to not not have to. I mean, Spencer. I I looked over at Spencer for those of you who aren't in the room, which is all of you. Uh, I looked over at Spencer, and he's just with his lips drawn. Yeah, I have nothing. Not, I, I don't know. Yeah, what I'm supposed he does to not say. want to say. It's anything. Deloitte's fault. It always is. Yeah, I mean, I know silence isn't a good thing, but it felt more like a moment of silence and mourning for the buried dreams of RSL making the playoffs again, even with an expanded playoff system. Yep. I just, nope. Bad. Done. Not talking about it anymore. Anyways, now we have the La Liga part. Tyson likes to talk about La Liga. I'll chime in if I can. But, yeah, Yeah. take it over. So here we go with La Liga. Let me give you the rundown. Uh, First through fourth, we got Real Sociedad, obviously, leading the the table, 20 points. Obviously. (laughs) Villarreal, obviously, second place, 18 points. Atletico Madrid, third, with 17 points. Dang, that's right on line where they always finish. Yeah, I mean, Atletico is consistently third, yeah. But hey, I mean, this year the the teams on top look a little bit weaker. Um, Real Madrid is in fourth yeah, with 16 points, but they've had some interesting losses in La Liga so far. Where's Barca at? Barca is in eighth with 11 <laughs> points. Oh, yeah. And their best player just tore their meniscus on Sufati. Oh, he is not their best player. He is their best player. Messi is still their best player. I don't know. But. Pessi. Pretty much, because everyone makes that big deal about Pinaldo and how all he scores is penalties. Oh, and Bruno Fernandes. I will just let you know that yesterday was the first time this year. This, yeah, this this La Liga campaign. This La Liga season that Messi scored from open play. Instead of from the penalty box. Yep, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear all you Ronaldo haters because uh-huh. Messi is a fraud. Right. And so the big the big storylines really, I mean Real Madrid, for those of you who have been keeping up with La Liga because it is wonderful. Best league in the um, world. No. Real Madrid, if you are watching today, they lost 4 to 1 to Valencia. <laughs> who sits at 7th on the table. Valencia and here here's the deal. Yeah, they were good once upon a time. Yeah, they were good, but here's the problem. Real Madrid lost. Well, they conceded three penalties. They actually conceded four, but one of them was missed, and an own goal. Valencia did not score in live play. All right, here's my thing real quick with this. Is anyone else surprised that Real Madrid got called for four penalties? Because, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, Because, like, I feel like usually the big club usually gets to slide on some of those. Right, but Sergio Ramos is on the team. Sergio yep. Ramos. Now, did he commit all of those? No, he committed one, and his opponent is still in the hospital um, without a spine because he ripped it out. Not actually true. It Sergio was, Ramos is a dirty player. Sergio Ramos does play dirty. I don't like him. Anyways. But continue. anyways, I mean, Real Madrid's just been inconsistent, inconsistent play. This entire in European play, 
Yeah, in, third in, in their the group. League. They're third in their group in Champions League. They get pooped on by random teams and then dominate other random teams. I mean, they beat yeah. Barcelona 3-1, to one, and then they get slapped by Valencia today. I mean, usually Real Madrid is the team we can say, oh, yeah, they should win. They should win, no matter who they have against them. Pretty much, unless it's Barca, maybe. I mean, usually this, those games are, yeah. you know, one of them will win and the other one will win the next time or whatever. Right. This decade has taught us that Real Madrid usually has the depth to play no matter who's out. But this year, it does not look like that's the case. I mean, they don't have Ronaldo, obviously, but that's been the case for the past while. There's some infighting. Um, Karim Benzema and and um, Vinicius Jr. are not getting along. I mean, it just looks bad. And I did read an article today from Goal talking about how the manager of Real Madrid, Zinedine Zidane. Zidane. Yeah, Zinedine Zidane, sorry. Yes. Um, he's been placed on the hot seat, according to them. Uh, for... Seems premature. I mean... Uh, they're only like, what, six games into the season? Six, seven games. But, and, I mean, six, seven games into the season, you expect a six to seven game lead for Real Madrid. Uh, but it's so early. It, it is very early, and the team chemistry points, has been altered. They're only four points out of first. Right. I, I'm with you. I don't I think... I think, it's, I think it's early. But I do think... Um, I will say though, like the seat is getting warm. I will say, like soccer clubs, football clubs, some of them have literally no patience whatsoever. No, especially if you've got money. Yeah, so I mean, if, well, here's the situation: if they if, struggle for a handful more games, then well, maybe he could be fired just because. Well, that's what they do. Well, if if Real Madrid gets knocked out of Champions League in group stage, <laughs> do you call it then immediately? Absolutely, you call for his head. Absolutely, and we're trending in that direction. So. They're only halfway, Eyes on that. They're only halfway through Champions League group stage, so I'm not concerned yet. But, I mean, if they don't make it out of group stage and have to get sent to Europa League, yes, you fire everyone involved. Everybody. And I mean everybody. Yeah. Barcelona. They're fine. Mm. They'll be fine. They, they probably will be fine, but eighth is not a good look. Um, uh, especially after Ansu Fati just tore his meniscus. Yeah, it could be worse, though. I mean, it could be, but Messi has not been playing... I mean, he's been playing fine, he's messy, but he has not been playing, you know, amazing. He's not been doing great. He has only scored one goal in open play this whole season. I love that. It's so funny. I Barcelona's 3-2-2, and two and two, and they haven't exactly played the top teams. They lost to Real, to Real Madrid, but that's their only significant loss. Who else did they lose to? Well, let me show you. One second. I mean, I don't know. I don't... I, uh, I may or may not have canceled my La Liga subscription. I love watching La Liga. Because ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. In La Liga, they have beat Real Betis yesterday. Okay. Uh, they drew with Alaves. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. They lost to Real Madrid. Yep, fair. They lost to Getafe. That's not great. They drew with Barcel- or They drew with Sevilla. Okay, that's fair. And they beat Celta Vigo. Yep, okay. Oh. And they beat Elche and Villarreal. Huh, okay. They're fine. So, yeah, I mean, Barcelona is in a interesting situation. But now, I mean, the big, the big news for me is that Atletico is looking amazing. João Felix has just upped his game. Last season, not his best. He yep. finished poor. I it, made fun of him. 
Yeah, Spencer made do. fun of him for being a multimillionaire soccer player who is much younger than we are. Who's underperforming? I mean, he was underperforming. He All was right. he had high expectations and he just was not playing amazing, which is usually nothing you worry about with a twenty year old. But when he's potentially your future of your franchise, like that's worrisome. But this year, new Zhao Felix, brand new. He looks amazing. Um, he has really turned the corner here. He has the second most goals in La Liga, tied with uh, teammate Luis Suarez. Um, yeah. He's been active in every game. Like I've wa- I watch as many as a- of Atletico's games as I can, right? And he is in always. He is. Al- I mean, like he is always in play when he is on the pitch. He is running up and down. He is getting past two. He is passing. His touch has improved amazingly. I mean, he has done some passes this year that have just blown my mind. What about uh, the signing of Suarez? What do you think it's so far? Oh, Suarez and Felix did not expect that to be a one-two punch. But both of Zhao Felix's uh, two assists have gone to Luis Suarez. And that is... And it, it, Luis Suarez has been working really, really well with the team. It feels like he fits better in with uh, with Atletico than he did with Barcelona last year, honestly. I mean, he is second in yeah, the scored. Like he I was said. exiled at Barcelona. Right. Yeah. Yeah, not looking good. It's too but, bad for him, but, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's doing just fine. I would have loved for him to come to MLS and play for Inter-Miami, though. No, nah, no. Nah, this, is, this is good because he's actually making the team way more competitive in La Liga. Yeah, clearly he's at the point in his career where he's still valuable enough to not be playing in MLS. Right, no, no. He's still probably got 14 years before that happens. Um, the drive to win from Suarez, I mean, that's what he talks about. He's not here to mess around. He's used to winning, and he brings a veteran leadership and the expectation that, hey, Zhao Felix, you're going to play better. Hey, everybody, we're going to win some titles here. We're trying to win trophies, and that's his whole idea is that he wants to win trophies. And everybody else does too, but... Coming from somebody that's accustomed to winning trophies in Barcelona, it means more. Um, and then Atletico's other signing this year, uh, Marcos Llorente, who comes from Real Madrid, who did absolutely nothing in Real Madrid. I mean, just did bad. he even did he play at Real Madrid or not really? He did play some games, but then he went on loan to Alaves. But he is thirty. Oh, he's thirty. And he is killing it. I mean, he is playing really, really well. He's third on the team in goals, uh, second in assists, and he is just balling out. I mean, he is active. He is in the game. I mean, I had my doubts when I was first watching. I was like, this guy doesn't look like he he matches with the scheme. His defense is a little bit uh, so-so, but his touch and his shooting is really, really underrated. He should have a couple more goals if he just – he's had a few goals this season that have hit the crossbar, hit the post – Barely been deflected. I mean, he provides an element to attack where defenders have to be cautious from him, even when he's outside of the box, which is something that Zhao and Suarez don't really possess as much as as Llorente does, and it opens up passing lanes. So, so really good. They're third right now. They're going to finish third again. I mean, they're unbeaten in 23 La Liga games. Um, I don't think they're finishing third. I think I like them to finish second. second. Behind Barcelona, probably. But ahead of Real Madrid? But ahead of Real Madrid, because Real Madrid is trending down. Hmm. Maybe maybe this if there was a year for them to win first, right now it's looking like it. Because Real Madrid's having chemistry problems, and they're trending down. Barcelona just lost a key 17-year-old, which I'm, is yeah. not great that they have to rely upon him to score as much as he does anyways. I'm just waiting for Messi to come to the Premier League. 
What do you mean? Eh? Liga MAX. I mean, he's going to end his contract with Barca this year, and he's going to go. He's going to leave. Oh, no, he's he's definitely out of Barcelona. He already tried that. So he he tried to bowl a LeBron, and he's not LeBron, so. Yeah. No player empowerment. Yeah. La Liga overall, exciting play this year. Very good. Lots of scoring. Um, And for me, as an Atletico fan, to see that the two, well, we've got two of the top three scorers in the league. And one of them is turning 21 on Tuesday. It's insane. I love it. I love it so much. And watching Atletico, they're playing well. Even their horrible jerseys are starting to grow on me. They've got an absolutely garbage neon green. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about, for a second, I thought you were talking about the all blacks. I was like, those are cool. No, the all blacks are amazing. But the ones that really are growing on me are the uh, red and white with the blue collar. At first, I was like, yeah, collar, this isn't rugby. But... I'm starting to dig it now. It looks really clean. Uh, the players wear it with style. I doubt I could, but the players wear it. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch La Liga enough, so... Yeah, I'm our yep. I'm our in-house La Liga expert. So And so now we're going to take a break from that. And we're going to get to the Premier League segment, slash Tottenham segment, slash Better League segment. Slash Spencer's going to toot his own horn because oh, they I'm beat excited. a couple of... I'm excited. No name Premier League teams that I'm pretty sure are in the second division, anyways. Whatever. West. Whatever. All right. Be back in a few. All right, we're back, and we're talking about the real league now, the way more competitive league. I thought we just talked about La Liga. No, the way more competitive league, the better league. The more fun league, if we're being oh honest. Oh, my gosh. All right. You can say a lot of things about Premier League, but you cannot say it's more fun. It's open to interpretation. Fun? I mean, Depends let me, on let me you give are. you an idea of Spencer's fun. Spencer loves a 1-0 win. That's Or right. a 0-0 draw. Um, no, I don't like those. Unless, well, I mean, 0-0 draws can be entertaining sometimes. Spencer watched a four-and-a-half-hour baseball game that ended... One zero one run. Man, that was one of the best games of the year. And he's like, wow, just a great pitching battle. I mean, so many just just strikeouts and lack of hits and points. And I mean, how did we get anything. to baseball here? Because you like baseball that matches your soccer. One zero after three and a half hours. Sure. I mean, sometimes it depends. And that's that. I'm just summing up Tottenham's play in, an egg, in a nutshell there. It's just... It's boring. It's so, really boring. the last time we did a podcast was October 3rd, apparently, right? That's correct. Too long ago. Anyways, um, Tottenham has pretty much been on a roll since then. Yeah, you feel? Yeah, I mean, they've they've been all right. I mean, no, they've been really good. 6-1 win over Man United. Oh, that was unexpected. Oh, that was amazing. And they turned that right around, and what did they do? They drew 3-3 with West Ham after blowing a 3-0 leap. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess a point is better than none. But then they went on a tear. Then they beat Lask, L-A-S-K, whatever, how you say it, in Europa League 3 nothing. Great, cool, whatever, expected. Beat Burnley 1-0, good, expected. Expected. Yeah. This next result was also expected. They lost one nothing to Royal Antwerp of... Belgium. Uh, are you sure it's Belgium? I'm pretty sure it's Belgium. Oh yeah, it is. Luda Goretz is the the uh, Bulgarian team, I think. Yeah, it might be. Oh, 
Maybe I don't. Royal Antwerp, I Belgian. Have. Yeah, Royal okay. Antwerp is currently sixth in the Belgian league. All right, so they lost that game. That was weird. That's an anomaly. Mm, they, I hopefully. don't, I don't know what they were doing there. I was not impressed. Clearly, clearly. But since then, they got a two-one win over Brighton. Gareth Bale scored the game winner. Much needed for Gareth Bale. Um, Legacy on the line. Three-one win over Ludogorets in the Europa League group stage. They're on top of the group. Tottenham is, I mean, not Ludogorets. I mean, you should hope that Luda Goretz is not on top of the group. And then this morning, um, they have like a two-week break now, I think, but they won against West, West Brom. Brom. Harry Kane in the 88th minute. It took him 88 minutes to score against West Brom. That's all you need. But they scored 1-0. What a thriller. Instant one classic. Zero. A win is a win. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that for all sports. <laughs> Spencer loves to discount any wins that don't come from Tottenham. And hype up Tottenham's 1-0 wins over West Brom. Or their 3-3 right. draw versus West Ham. No, that one wasn't good. They blew that one. They really did. I was mm. not impressed there. I was impressed with the offense. Clearly not the defense or the fact that they blew the entire second half. No, but you, you mentioned something interesting. You mentioned Garrett Bale being important for him to score. Why would that be important for Gareth Bale? Well, he was just kind of trying to get back into the squad. He's, you know, he's hit and miss on minutes. He's not starting every game, but... He wasn't in shape when he got to Tottenham. He was injured. Then he... Stupid Wales. I mean, I don't like that <laughs> Jose Mourinho doesn't like that he's uh, going on the Wales national team and being uh, one of the coaches is from Arsenal. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, so petty. I love it. Jose is very petty. It's the best thing ever. He's the most entertaining manager. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. And then you just put in the fact that he's one of the most entertaining people and it just, it's great. He's like Bill Belichick if Bill Belichick actually started mouthing off. And he has like this sense of arrogance that, by the way, is totally earned because he wins trophies everywhere he goes. Absolutely. It can rub off at certain points, like right now. Yeah, no, Spencer is, is feeling Jose Mourinho's confidence all over because he showed me, a, a he actually took the time to find a, a video of Jose Mourinho saying, I think that we could win this year's Premier League and, and pretty much all of the Euro- European and all leagues. of the European leagues if we were in them. He's uh, yeah. Just, he said we could win most European leagues, and the Premier League is the most difficult league to win, which are both facts. I think you. I think you would win Serie A. League not win. You would not win Bundesliga, and Ligue 1 would be a race. And we'd win La Liga. You would not even come close to winning La Liga. I'm sorry. If you can win the Premier League, the best league in the world, you can win La Liga. Yeah, but you are a far cry away from winning Premier League. We are Excuse me. We are second in the table. And it is two weeks in. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Because, holy cow, if he won us the Premier League, we would worship him. And we would. It's just there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yep. And an important note, uh, was it in the Ludogorets game that Kane hit his 2000th goal? 2000? 2000. That sick. I mean, it feels like that sometimes. It does. The 200th goal for Tottenham. Yep, his 300th club appearance for Tottenham in all competitions, and he scored goal number 200, which yeah. he has since added to because he scored today. So there I you mean, go. now he's at 201. There you go. There you go. I yeah. mean, what happened? So I'm feeling good about yeah. life. Now, um, here's here's a question for Tottenham and for you. Okay. So let's say in this situation you have Jose Mourinho's number and you invite him to lunch. You sit down at the restaurant, and he just looks at you blankly, and you got to come up with some conversation there. 
What's the first question you're asking Jose Mourinho? And he's got to answer. How many trophies we win in this year? Oh, my gosh. It's such a stupid <laughs> stupid question. He's wasting. He could pick the brains on the, one of the greatest soccer minds we've ever known, but instead he's like, let's see it. I want some Tottenham hype. I just want to hear about Tottenham. So, I mean, I have them winning the Carabao Cup this year and finishing top four in the Premier League, which gets them back to Champions League, and then also winning the Europa League title. Yeah. Hopeful? No. Very hopeful. No. Top four in Premier League is hopeful. Like, if it's such a great league, like you're saying, and I, I agree that it is, it's definitely more competitive than the La Liga, then fourth is hopeful. No. Fourth is fine. They finished sixth last year after all the injuries and switching managers during the middle of the season and trying to change the entire way that they played and still finished in a mm-hmm. Europa League spot. You know, I, I can I guess I can understand fourth, but you certainly can't say you're going to get third, right? Maybe. I mean, Man City, Liverpool. Man City, Liverpool, top two. Third's open. Man U. Nope. Arsenal. Nope. Aston Villa. <laughs> Aston Villa looking no. good out there. Leeds. You got to be on the lookout for Leeds. Yeah, it's not happening. So, I mean, maybe top four. Maybe third. I all right. I guess I can... I can concede that third is an available position, but we'll have to see how Chelsea does. So the front three of Bale and Kane and Hyunmin Son have been great. Bale's obviously still getting back into shape and playing more minutes as we go. But wow, Harry Kane has been fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's definitely taking advantage of the fact that he's actually healthy. So he's played 14 games across all competitions, so four different, well, really three. Europa League qualifying and Europa League, same thing. Um... Yeah, he has uh, played 14 games, and he has 13 goals, and he has 10 assists. That's a lot. That is fantastic. Um, As we mentioned, he just scored his 200th goal in his 300th appearance. He scored the game winner today. Um, He leads the Premier League in assists. This is a player not known for assists. It's goals. But he's second in the league in goals, as well as on top in assists. Yeah, no, Harry Kane, if he... If he stays healthy, I mean, I like Tottenham's chances a lot more than when he's out. Obviously, that sounds like a stupid statement. Well, and he got hurt last year, which is part of the problem. But the threat of injury is always prevalent with Harry Kane. And even, I mean, he's been known to be streaky in his production. That's all I'm going to say. I mean... Spencer looks like he's really trying hard to deny this right here. I mean, he does get injured. And he does get hurt us last year. I don't know about streaky. He's won the Golden Boot twice in Premier League. Streaky. And the World Cup, he won a golden boot. Streaks. And four-time team of the year in the Premier League. What a streaky little guy. So... No, he's he's looking good, but I'm just worried. I'm just throwing this out here. Here's a hot take. Best player in the Premier League. Oh, that's that's a, that's a hot load of garbage. Right now, he is the that best is, player in the Premier League. That is a hot load of garbage. Why? Because there's better players than him. Oh, you know, he's a, his team is in second, and he has... Seven goals. Okay, who's in first? Who's in first? Leicester. Is Leicester the best team in the in the league then? Uh, no. Okay. So you're you're saying it's still a little early, right? It's still a little early, but take what you will, early or not. He has seven goals, which is second in the league. Eight assists, which is first in the league. Tottenham's going to win their group in Europa League. That seems ambitious. He's played 14 games, has 13 goals, 10 assists. You can't really get any better than that. I mean, I give it to you, that's the best, but I still think I'd rather... If you asked me, would you rather have Harry Kane or Mo Salah, I'm taking Mo Salah. I'm not. 
I know you're not. I am not. not if you're a, asking me, am not I taking? No. Am I taking Jordan Henderson or Harry Kane? Oh gosh. I'm going to have to split nails. I'm, I'm going to have to look at it. Uh, nope. Harry Kane's let's the best player of, in the league. Let's right think now. of other players who are great in the Premier League. Who there's, do you think? Who do you think? There's you a took lot Harry, of them. Let's say you take Harry Kane out. Who's the second best player? In your opinion, Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane. Oh, or Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, Sadio Mane. Those I would, are... definitely take Kevin De Bruyne over Harry Kane. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe Harry Kane leads the league in assists this year, and he becomes better than Kevin De Bruyne. No, I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's plausible. I do. I mean, I mean, Harry Kane has been the best for his team that he can be. But I do you honestly think don't think he's been him. the best player in the Premier League so far? I mean, I guess it's so hard because we're just coming off of last. I'm getting last season and this season kind of meshed together. There's no real differentiator. I mean, there was a two-week hiatus. At least that's what it feels like. But I mean, he might be best so far. But I just, I just doubt, or I have a hard time accepting that he will be the best Premier League player this year. Mm. I mean, certainly he has got the great numbers, but I still think Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. And Kevin De Bruyne, and uh, we can keep going down the line of great Premier League players, but those kind of players, the look like they would be better in the in um in his place, maybe than they are in theirs. But no, am I taking Zhao Felix over Harry Kane? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> five yeah. goals in seven matches, two assists. Poof. Five and five and seven. That's cute. Yeah. Five and seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirteen and ten assists in fourteen games. No, 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 no. Yep, plays in a I weaker thought. league. Clearly. Oh my gosh! Also, that second part of that top three, that front three combination, Hyunmin Son, has been also really good. That's true. I love watching him him perform because he puts it all out on the line always. He's played thirteen games across Premier League, Europa League, and Europa League qualifying. He has ten goals and five assists. He is the joint. Uh, leading scorer in the Premier League right now with eight goals. As we mentioned, Harry Kane is second with seven. So we might have a situation a great, where the golden yeah. boot race comes down to two teammates. Okay, that's a little that's a little ambitious there for you. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I mean, look at the numbers. They don't I mean, lie. the numbers through two weeks. I mean, I mean, I'll give it to you right now. If you just, if you ended it, if you stopped the count. If we stopped the count, then I, I'd have to I'd have to give you it. But I don't think I mean we've got a lot more Premier League to see, and I don't think that they will be. I mean they might be top five. I'm feeling confident. If you get two in the top five, do you feel pretty happy? Yes. You kidding you, me? Yeah, I think they might have two in the top ten. Yeah. So Tottenham has a pretty tough schedule coming up through the end of the year. <laughs> they have that two week break as we mentioned, and then they play Manchester City, and then Europa League, and then Chelsea, then Europa League, and Ugh, Arsenal. They might lose to Arsenal. Then Europa League. Crystal Palace, Liverpool, Leicester City, League Cup, Wolves, Fulham. Uh, so basically these next handful of games could break, make or break their season. November not, to December is the toughest part of their schedule. Not now. necessarily in the Europa League, because even if they were to lose one of the three Europa League games, they'd still make it to the group state, or the knockout round. Mostly, this could make or break their Premier League campaign, right? Or well, at least their at least their chance at like top two. It tests their medal for sure. Yeah, the Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester. I mean, the the Man City matchup. You get for some me decent, important one. yeah. You get some decent results in there. You can still finish top four, 
Well, I mean, what's your biggest fear as a Tottenham fan? What's the team's biggest weakness? Defense. Now, Man City, what's their greatest strength? Offense, probably. That's, but their that's, defense is not good either. No, their defense isn't great either, but this is where I think we'll see if Tottenham can... Hang with um, the big boys. Can hang with the big boys, can play with their level of play. But we'll also see if Harry Kane and Youngman Son are going to be able to perform on the same level as Kevin De Bruyne and Sadio Mane. And if Gareth Bale starts bagging goals like it's nobody's business. That could be true. The, that whole, could happen. the whole Premier League better be scared to death. I mean, I would be scared if I was in Premier League if Gareth Bale started scoring a bunch right now. Uh-huh. If Tottenham can start putting up two and three game, goals per game consistently in the Premier League against the big boys, Tottenham will hang with the best teams. And I only worry as well for Tottenham, they might get hot now. They might be really playing well now. What happens? I mean, Europa League, yeah, you win the Europa League title, cool. Yeah. But they could really be using this if they were in Champions League. I mean, well, they're not, so... I mean, I guess no point in... If you, win, if you win Europa League, you automatically qualify for Champions League. If you finish top four, you qualify for Champions League. So either will do. But then you run into Bayern and Atleti, and you realize that you're not... Next year. You're not level. Next year. When Zhao Felix is the greatest player in the world. A whole nother season. A whole nother season for Zhao Felix to develop and dominate. So as we mentioned, Tottenham's in second, Leicester is in first. Liverpool's third after a draw with Man City. Southampton's fourth. Yeah, and those are our usual results. That one results. does not make any sense. No, usual results looks normal to me. Southampton will not even finish in the top ten. Leicester is led by Schmeichel, and they are... Schmeichel! Schmeichel. I mean, surprise team, dark horse, this is all I'm going to say on the subject, Everton. Yeah, they've kind of cooled Dropping off though, the last little bit. Um, also, Mauricio Pochettino, former Tottenham boss, has been linked to possibly taking over the Manchester United job because... That seat just keeps getting hotter for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, yeah. Just gets hotter and hotter as they're 14th in the Premier League and they lose to Basak Shahir in the Champions League. And to be completely honest, they're only performing well. It doesn't look like strategy. It looks like, wow, they had a great counterattack because somebody took advantage of a good pass or something. I mean, it's... I mean, I just loved how Tottenham shredded them. Yeah, I mean, man, I would not want Ole managing Atletico. I like Ole. He's a good guy. Not so good about his managing skills, though. No, I mean, and Jose Mourinho might not be a great guy. Who knows? He might be super rude to talk to, but man, that that guy can manage. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer might be the opposite. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer seems like a nice guy. Maybe not a great manager. Maybe Jose Mourinho's a jerk. We don't really know, but you know what? If he's a jerk and he wins, I don't give a crap. Yeah, no, Spencer, a win's a win. Winning is what is most important. As a Tottenham fan. (laughs) As any fan, it should be the most important. No, it's just ironic coming from Tottenham. Whatever. Yeah. They're going to win a multiple. He can't can't refute that. He can't refute that. When's your last title? When's your last cup? When's your last trophy? 2008 League Cup. Adorable. Hey, we did make Champions League final like two years ago, though. That's true, and I'll give no, that that's, that's pretty cool. All right, so we're going to take a little pause here, and then we're going to come back to our final topic, that is we're going to dive in deep. No, we're not going to dive in deep. No, but we're going to talk about the U.S. men's team and Greg Berhalter being smart for once. Yep. All right, guys. We're going to talk Americans, and we usually don't do this because it's usually the most depressing thing in the entire world. Not now. Not now. Maybe the national team. Well, this is kind of the national team. But here's what happened. We've decided 
collectively as a unit, as an entire country, that we are sick and tired of putting MLS players out on the national stage to uh, get slapped around. I don't know about that. We've decided that we should never do it We again. decided. We, me and Spencer have decided I that. I think there's a lot of U.S. men's national team fans that would prefer it be that way. But, I mean, as soon as Berhalter got in, he had a roster of all MLS players. And I was like, what are you doing? It's, it's ridiculous. But now he's flipped the switch. He's kind of still pretty new manager. And especially, you know, they haven't played since February due to COVID. So, mm-hmm. really, he's been on the job for another nine months uh, without actually getting to do anything. Right. So, really, And this is the first months. real thing that he's done. Yeah. So. And so, what he's done is he said... We're going to have everybody on the team be people who played in Europe. It's great. The average roster age. Um, where'd it go? 21 years, 300 days. Super young team. Great team. That's what I want to see. No more of this Michael Bradley crap. No, and, and this is why it's important. Because we've got guys that are playing in Europe. We've got Christian Polistic. We've got Serginio Dest. We've got Weston McKinney. We've got Zach Steffen. We've got Tyler Adams. Yep. These guys are playing well in Europe. I mean... They're not stars. We don't have stars in in Premier League play or in La Liga play or wherever play. But we do have guys that are making contributions. We have Weston guy, McKinney has been playing well for Juve. Yeah, and these are guys that are at pretty big clubs in big leagues. And they're playing good competition. They're playing good competition. They're far better than any MLS player, as is their competition. Right, and so they're getting used to playing these great players like... I mean, Weston McKinney's been playing with Ronaldo all season. Do you not think that that would have some sort of impact on his growth and development and his ability to lead a national team? Christian Pulisic's been playing Premier League quality players who feature some of the best international players when it comes to that. I mean, he's got to go out and he's got to be marking um, Sadio Mane. He's got to be marking Mo Salah. These guys are great players, and it's going to give him good experience for when we need him in the U.S. national team. And something interesting about this roster that he chose, there's multiple players who have no caps. Um, we've got... A lot of fresh blood. Yeah. How many players don't even have caps? we got one. Let's see. We're going to test Spencer's counting abilities here. Yeah, we got three. We got four. Oh, he's on five, a roll. Five, six, seven, Oh, no, he's eight. just firing them off. So far, we're at eight. Nine. Eight. Oh, my Ten. gosh. We have 10 players on this 24-man roster who don't even have a cap yet. So we almost have an entire starting squad that doesn't have a cap. Which I like. Let's get some some fresh blood in there. Because if we keep doing the same old thing, we're going to keep getting the same old result. We're going to keep losing to Trinidad and Tobago. We're going to keep missing qualification for World Cup. It was the most embarrassing day of my life. And we're the laughingstock of world soccer. I don't know the laughingstock. Oh, no. No, it's embarrassing to have the United States of America... Not be, qualify? Be not qualified. Hey, but you know what? Italy didn't. Netherlands didn't. There's a couple other countries that... We've got so many more people, and we have... Yeah, but ch- we're late to the scene on soccer. I I know, but... I mean, you think about America in the world sports stage. We have the best basketball players in the world, without a doubt. We have the biggest baseball league in the world, and some of the best baseball players. We have got, we've got a whole sport yeah, that but we, we also, just claim to ourselves. We also got ahead of everyone on the, in those sports. Right, but that's partially why that, we're so good at women's soccer is because we started developing mm-hmm. our women's soccer program before anybody else did. Right, but here's here's the problem with all of this is just as an American, I expect winning, winning in all stages of athletics. Yep, because we ha- we as a country and as a culture put a lot of emphasis 
in athletics. I get, I've been to Spain. I've lived in Spain. Soccer, they put it all on soccer. But a lot of people don't care. I mean, most people do. Most people are really fanatics about soccer. But in America, we all care about sports. It's embedded into our culture like it is not embedded anywhere else. In general. It's sports in general. Yeah. And so for our team... I mean, we still have gym class in schools. And for our soccer teams to be underperforming every year as the United States men's national team. And I don't know if underperforming is the right word because we don't have any expectations anyways. But we need to do better. We need to change something. We at least need to get ahead of Mexico. We need to get ahead of Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. So on this 24-man roster, no-cap players, there's a couple I'm curious to see. Chris Richards is a Bayern Munich player. Interesting. Uh, obviously, you, you have the normal ones like Weston McKinney, Sergio Dest. They have caps, but you want to see them on the field for sure. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing for myself Conrad De La Fuente. From Barcelona. From Barcelona. And Yunus Musa from Valencia. Because those guys, I mean, yep. Conrad De La Fuente, he hasn't been playing a ton for Barcelona, but he's got some quality minutes. And again, he's playing with Messi. I think this I is think the one. Helps. And Frankie de Jong. I think this next one is the one that everyone wants to see. Gio Reyna. Oh. Borussia Dortmund. Oh, yeah. I mean, son we of, all want to see Gio Reyna. Son of U.S. soccer legend Claudio Reyna, Captain America as he is known. Everyone wants to see Gio Reyna, and he is young. 17? And he's playing, yeah. And he's playing really well in Bundesliga. Like, they, if you talk about Bundesliga, you can bring up Gio Reyna as a legitimate good player. I'm excited. I want to see it. I mean, I will be We're watching these games. it. And they'll be playing Wales on November 12th and then Panama on November 16th. These games will be in Austria. Uh, I'm excited. That's all I know. Yeah, no. These... This is like the first time I've actually wanted to watch a friendly in quite some time. Yeah, for sure. And because, you know, last time we were really excited to watch friendlies is because it was the last of our great soccer players. It was Tim Howard and Landon Donovan. But now... We've got fresh blood, and things look like they're trending up instead of down. Let's get it done, America. Now, we could be wrong, and we could entirely just flop in this world competition, and it could be just as bad as having MLS players. I don't know. But I'd rather die on the boat with the European players. But we have CONCACAF Nations League. We have the CONCACAF Gold Cup. We need to make some progress in those, get ahead of Mexico in CONCACAF competition. Definitely need to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a, a both a reasonable goal and... 100% attainable. 100% attainable. It was 100% attainable last time. We just were stupid. Yeah, we pooped the bed. I, I don't know what happened, and I still pretend that day didn't happen, and then it gets brought up, and I just want to crawl into a mm -hmm. dark space. Yeah, no. But anyways. So, we're excited that's, for that's the That's our rant man. on America. Yep. So, there's a couple games. I guess that's next week. Yeah, that's next week. It's, so, we will keep you updated moving forward. That's yep. for sure. We're excited. Let's never have an MLS player on the roster ever again. All right, I'm Tyson. And I'm Spencer. And I'm a Zhao Felix fan. And I'm a Tottenham fan, and we're going to win some trophies. And we will come to you next time. Yep, Jose Mourinho's the GOAT.